0: Welcome to Innovations for Aging Well presented by Thrive Center Kentucky and AWG55.com. This monthly podcast is powered by CDW, a provider of technology products and services for healthcare, business, government, and education. This series highlights thought leaders and innovators in long-term care. Today's episode features founder and CEO of Toy Labs, Vic Cashup and his Director of Engineering, Paul Chrisman. We also have President and CEO, Gary Charlin, and Dr. Joseph P. Pritchard, Chief Clinical Officer, also with Masonic Homes, which has three campuses in California. And also with us on this podcast is Sherry Rose. Sherry is the CEO and Executive Director of The Thrive Center, a nonprofit innovation center focused on wellness and aging. Thrive Center is the presenting sponsor for Innovations for Aging Well. I'd like to say hello to everybody, make sure everybody's there. Uh, Gary, how are you? And and Joseph? We're doing great, or I'm doing great. Joseph, how are you doing?
1: We're good, thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. And then we have uh, Paul and Vic from uh, Toy Labs. Paul and Vic, how are you gentlemen doing? Doing very very well, thank you. Very good. Well, I'd like to, uh, again, welcome everybody to this episode of Innovations for Aging Well. And at this point, I always like to open our program as part of our uh, approach is having uh, Sherry Rose kind of uh, present the stage in terms of uh, our guest today. Sherry, uh, you've arranged to have two excellent guests with us from Toy Labs and Masonic Homes in California. What was your selection process for this program today?
3: You know, Dale, what we've always wanted to do was to really uh, highlight the thought leaders um, in uh, senior living and aging care. And so Gary is uh, also on our board as uh, the CEO of Masonic Homes California. And the other thing that we like to do with this podcast is to also uh, show how innovation really enters into the ecosystem. And so through a pilot opportunity that Gary had with uh, Toy Labs, it's a great demonstration of how our thought leaders uh, in senior living are really taking on innovation and working with entrepreneurs to uh, really take key learnings from that process. And it's also how it enters into the market. So as part of uh, what we've always wanted to do with these monthly podcasts, it's to not only highlight the thought leaders and those who are taking the innovation risk, but that entrepreneur and talk about uh, innovation is
0: commercialized. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of uh, taking innovative risk, and uh, that that suggests that there has to be some calculated approach, some type of research into introducing a product, which is a perfect segue to uh, Vic. Talk to us a little bit about Toy Lab's. And uh, what exactly are you, you gentlemen? Does your company uh, pro, uh, manufacture or produce for uh, healthcare?
4: Yes, thank you, Dale. So, Toy Labs is developing technology and artificial intelligence for good. We have developed a very unique system that involves a connected toilet seat. In fact, it's the world's first connected toilet seat that is capable of uh, understanding. Uh, quite a bit of detail about uh, human health, uh, without any effort on the part of uh, a senior living residents. And uh, the uh, technology and the results have shown that uh, the system uh, has a potential to uh, significantly reduce the uh, the number of hospitalizations, mm-hmm. ER visits, uh, and also uh, negative health health outcomes. Uh, that come from allowing common chronic conditions to continue uh, without any type of early intervention.
0: I think one of the things that uh, during our, one of our previous conversations you mentioned is that your products are uh, time-tested, and basically a combination of basic science, uh, readily available products uh, kind of being, com- uh, being compiled or being used in a different way to analyze human output. Is that about it?
4: Yeah, so w- what we're doing is we're not inventing new science, uh, here at Toy Labs, we are really taking uh, proven technologies such as those uh, that drive self-driving cars uh, and fly planes, and applying them in a very new direction. Mm-hmm. And so, we have uh, uh, developed a product that uh, today is working. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's demonstrated, uh, I've been demonstrated in some clinical studies that we've performed, uh, and is also available on the market today.
0: So basically then, uh, from, uh, for our listeners to fully understand toy labs, is, is it a combination of optics and light to examine uh, the visual characteristics of urine and stool?
4: Yes, we're really testing the limits and boundaries of what can be done using optics and a technology called computer vision to be able to really understand uh, in more uh, detail uh, and in a more automated fashion uh, types of uh, characteristics about stool and urine uh, that today uh, really are are not measured uh, there's really no technology that exists that enables at a home level to be able to capture continuously and effortlessly this type of information uh, and uh, and and so that's uh, that's really what we're what we're doing
0: before we move over to uh, to the clinical application just another a uh, Quick question, it's basically a simple plug and play, so it's not very invasive.
4: Yes, that's, that's, that's a very critical point. So the technology is designed to essentially be forgotten. Uh, it really dissolves into the background of someone's life. So a toilet seat today that most people sit on, it's just a piece of plastic. There's really no value that it delivers or any data that it is uh, analyzing. Mm -hmm. Uh, our particular product, Trulu, uh, without any maintenance or special, uh, uh, any kind of changes in behavior, it's capable in the background of someone's life, uh, being able to capture and analyze this,
0: this information. So, Gary and uh, Dr. Pritchard from Masonic Homes, um, we heard the, uh, the application of Toy Labs, uh, the innovation of it. What about the application to the clinical setting? Your thoughts, observations? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think from a resident perspective, it was not uh, intrusive at all. And I, and I think that was important to the technology and the adoption by our residents. There were of course those initial concerns and I, I, I think in in any market you're going to find those concerns for this uh, especially as it relates to resident privacy you know and their thoughts in terms of will I be identified? Well, how how safe is my information? So, I, I think from that perspective, Toy Labs was able to successfully integrate with with our resident experience. And and Joseph, do you want to talk a little bit about the clinical aspects and and what we learned clinically from from the results?
5: Thank you, Gary. Clinically, the discussion on underreporting and misdiagnosis when it comes to um, events of this nature, when it comes to underreporting of you know, stool or urine issues, it's a fairly common uh, difficulty when it comes to a proper and timely diagnosis. It's one of the things that I know in Masonic homes, uh, residents have, you know, worked on reporting, but it's never been as accurate as we hoped it would be. So finding this opportunity to use the Trulu to find that um, ability to bridge that gap between, you know, having lay people look and, you know, diagnose something that maybe they they won't see, like blood in the stool or, you know, difficulty going to the restroom, things like that. Um, It does make a large difference when it comes to helping us as clinicians be proactive in our approach Mm -hmm. to, you know, early intervention, early diagnosis. And that's something uh, where, you know, we pride ourselves on is the quality of care we provide. And the true allows us to bring that quality of care even earlier to the residents, and it does it in a non-invasive uh, way. I think, uh, as uh, Gary and Vic mentioned, this wasn't something the residents had to, you know, um, check in every day or you know do something different to their routine. It allowed them to go about their daily, exciting, active lives, and uh, and still allow for proper monitoring and early intervention when necessary. Mm. And I think as we go through some of the case studies you'll see that the, the early intervention was nice, but also the peace of mind, knowing that there was monitoring, that you didn't have to worry as much if there was a um, you know, change in their bowel or bladder habits. And knowing that not only was it being monitored, but there was you know communication and there was the ability to, to take that burden uh, mm-hmm. off of their mind. It, it did truly help both staff and the residents of the Masonic Homes.
0: So basically, and you have a 24-7 kind of a monitoring situation, which does not necessarily inqu- require human monitoring at that point because uh, the data is being assessed through AI and recorded uh, elsewhere, correct?
5: Yeah, and that's, yes, that is correct. And it's one of the benefits of you know working with something as advanced as uh, Toy Labs and Trulu is, yes, there is the human component where they do have people reviewing and looking at the data, but having machine learning to... Um, or AI to help us, you know. Hey, there's something going on. This is an alert. Maybe it's something you can look at. And the future of that technology, especially when it comes to you know living in a you know independent community, an active senior community, it it does speak well to allow people to be safer and healthier on campus.
0: Mm-hmm. So for what I'm gathering is, if for this to blend into the background, of residents that would suggest that there's no uh, there isn't any need for maintenance so, Paul, from your standpoint, um, curious about the battery source. At some point, do batteries have to be replaced or what's the life of it? Or how did you engineer that into the uh, product, the power source? Great
6: question. Great question. Yeah, that's something that we made a conscious choice actually to not have the product be battery powered. So as part of the installation, it's connected to, uh, you know, main powers, uh, Source such that it has the only the only maintenance is, is the you know sort of standard cleaning which needs to be done for any toilet in this sort of community living situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Vic, going back to the beginning, I'm you know it's like when I first uh, discussed it with uh, with Sherry Rose at the Thrive Center, um, my mind started wondering, wand- You know, how did you? Think. How did you? What was the uh, motivation to look at basically bowel and urine and think there's a better way to analyze this product? You know, that's. I mean, how did you? What was your uh, What was your uh, moment of your eureka moment, if you will?
4: <laughs> well, I it's never. Kinda, it's kind of odd, right? <laughs> in my wildest dream. I, I, I never, Dale, never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be. Uh, developing toilet technology, or that I would have my head in a toilet for the last few years, but uh, but it, it it has it has uh, actually become an obsession of mine and a passion of mine because of a longstanding healthcare issue that I have. I I, I have been diagnosed for the I had I have ulcerative colitis uh, for the last 15 years. Uh, I have uh, suffered from this condition, and I invented a new treatment. Uh, to treat my condition because I had a a pretty serious case of it. And the treatment worked and I wanted to help others. And so I did some uh, scientific research uh, with some uh, researchers at UCSF and we published our findings in science. And since that time, I've really been obsessed with this notion that today we know so much about what we put into our bodies. We We think about the medicines, the supplements, the diet, the things that we consume. We put a lot of thought into that, but we have literally zero idea of what is coming out of our bodies, and we're not analyzing that. That data is being flushed away every day. And there's sci-fi writers that have written about this concept that toilets are going to be the most important healthcare monitoring system for the home. And I was really drawn to that, and I wanted to make that a reality. And, and so, uh, uh, you know, our company started a few years ago, but we've collected a, a team of people who, uh, surprisingly, there are other people in the world who have been thinking about this. And we've collected a group of people who uh, are all passionate about turning this, uh, this, this fantasy
0: into, reality, into mm-hmm. reality. Which proves the, uh, the old saying that, uh, mother, uh, that necessity is truly the mother of invention. This was something yes, in that you case, uh, that's right Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Vic. Vic. Finish your thought, my friend.
4: No, I, I, I was just saying that this is very. This is a very personal uh, product and solution uh, for me, and and even even myself. Someone who has a scientific bent. You know, I've been working in Silicon Valley for a long time. I have not been able to analyze uh, my output. Uh, the way I think uh, it could be analyzed, and uh, and and so, yeah, this is a very very personal mission for me.
0: In terms of rolling it out to the marketplace, and we're going to get uh, ro- rotate back to Masonic Homes in a moment. But um, Vic, you had mentioned that you guys have been putting this into study for quite a number of years, doing scientific investigation. Can you walk us through that a little bit in times in terms of proving the efficacy of uh, Toy Labs product?
4: Yeah, so we we made a decision from the very earliest uh, days of the company that we wanted to follow a more scientific and validated path towards uh, determining the efficacy and safety of the true product. And so uh, we made a decision and and a difficult decision to really go through a set of clinical studies which introduce uh, a set of of, uh, processes that really slow down uh, the technology development process, but we have uh, completed some of those studies uh, over the last uh, few years, and uh, have been very encouraged by the results from those studies. And uh, we uh, have been sharing them uh, with, uh, with with uh, with with others uh, as well at this point. Mm
0: -hmm. Before I uh, pose our next question, uh, I'd like to again uh, remind listeners that you're listening to Innovations for Aging Well, presented by Thrive Center Kentucky and awg55.com. This monthly podcast is powered by CDW, which is a provider of technology products and services for healthcare, business, government, and education. This series highlights thought leaders and innovators in long-term care. And our guests today are uh, Vic Keshup and Paul Chrisman from Toy Labs, and we also have uh, Dr. Uh, Joseph Pritchard and Gary Charlin from Masonic Homes of California. And that's where my next question is going to go uh, is to the Masonic Homes side, um, George or or Dr. Pritchard. In terms of uh, what what was attractive to you, and terms of being, can we say a beta test site? Would that be fair? And if so, walk us through that process, please. Yeah, you know, the Masonic
1: Homes of California has certainly worked with technology innovators because we we do feel that as part of our responsibility to the broader community of providers out there, that if we have the resource and the ability to help these technologies develop, then we're going to be making the industry better for, for everyone, including our own residents. Because we truly believe that, that not only is it important for us to deliver quality of care, but, but also the uh, quality of life for our residents. And so so we see these going hand in hand. If we can deliver more quality of care through innovation, then we're gonna improve our residents' quality of life. And so we try to to, uh, be available for these beta tests as much as we can. And we've even gone out and hired a director of uh, innovation and project manager to help us do these studies. And I think we've done about four or five of them already. And they've really been beneficial not only to us, but I think they're very beneficial uh, to to the tech industry and us being able to help them in the development of a product. I mean, it's it's one thing to, to develop a product and say, I think this is going to be great. It's another thing to actually put it out into the community and have our residents say, yeah, it's great, but... You know, if only it could do this, or if only it could do that, and mm-hmm. I think at the end of these beta tests, or or the end of uh, you know these these kind of uh, you know resident focused runs, then I think the products are much improved, and uh, there's a
0: greater readiness to hit the market. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, speaking of the residents, let's talk a little bit about the privacy issues. I mean, you you know that's the most intimate moment of, if you will. Uh, in terms of uh, being in the bathroom by yourself, sitting on your throne, whatever you want to call it, uh, how did the uh, residents respond uh, in terms of um, you know what what with this uh, technology?
1: So uh, I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Joseph respond to this as well, but I can tell you there was a lot of initial reluctance on the part of the residents who are fearful of, you know, the fact that, you know, you're going to see my face and then you're going to see the rest of me. And uh, and, and so, you know, you do have to, and I will say that I think this product, uh, you are going to have to work with your residents on the installation and convince them that no, we're not taking, you know, there's no photos of of your face or any other features uh, (laughs) that, (laughs) that would ever uh, be public. And so, you know, I, I think it's it's also downward facing as opposed to upward facing. So uh, there's no identifiers
0: there. You know, before, before before Dr. Joseph weighs in, it's not so much taking a picture of your face as it is, as you delicately said, those other regions, which will go unmentioned. I think that's the bigger issue. Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, it's downward <laughs> facing more. So it's it's looking down, it's not looking up at all. And I think that's everyone's greatest Fear that if it's going to be looking up, you know, then somehow it's looking at me. So, Joseph, I know know you've had conversations with residents as well, and trying to convince them that, you know, look, it's all okay; it's not looking at you.
5: Yeah, (laughs) I think it's a. That was the um, initial reluctance that you know I expressed, and the residents um, I knew I knew they would express, and it was really a discussion with you know Toy Labs to go over how are we making sure that. this you know very real, real concern is being addressed and they talked about the um uh, how it does not capture any images that allow for identification, how it's really focused on you know what's being output and you know stool manure and urine, things like that. And but the real turning point was going over what the benefits could be. And you know there's always going to be that initial reluctance to have any type of monitoring, you know, even if it's wearing, you know, some time-tested things like, you know, let's say like a smartwatch or something even older, like doing a 24-halter monitor, right, to check your, your, um, your cardiovascular health. So when we talk about, you know, the benefits of this potential solution, I think that's where a lot of residents, you know, they began to turn the corner. It's great to know that the privacy is protected, but why would they want it? And really going over those benefits, how it's, you know, allows for, uh, you know, early intervention, you know, things that perhaps we can't monitor and it's very difficult to train, uh, you know, for people to notice these things. It really was that discussion that helped people feel a little, they already felt comfortable after talking with Toy Labs and going over the privacy thing, but then seeing how it could be beneficial to their lives, that really um, allowed them, then they felt more comfortable, you know, actually saying, yes, let's get that installed, let's see how it goes. And that was. That was the
0: start. It was a really, really great process. Um, we had some fun with it uh, in the beginning of the question, and I also want to make sure we assure our visitors that this that this product uses light and images uh, in terms of analyzing output, uh, so there's no fear of any kind of a personal recognition or anything else. But, uh, exactly. But there is there, that is a valid concern, uh, Dr., dr pritchard for you or for uh, gary while we remain at masonic homes what about uh, st- uh staff clinical staff how did the rollout go with staff in terms of this product from toy labs
1: uh i like joseph take that one yeah
2: um working with staff it was a the training process is always something that staff are like okay what do i need to know how do i how does this I- affect my um my daily routine, what do I need to learn and, you know, involve, would uh, be involved with. And really, when it came to this pilot study, there was not a lot that uh, they had to do. They had to know it was installed, um, they had to know what it was, and if there was any issues, who to call. But really, this um, product is like what they said, plug and play. You know, you install it correctly, um, all the information is, you know, processed through the toy lab servers and, you know, data stored and analyzed there. And if there is something that comes up, you know, in the future, there will be an alert system that allows for quick response, whether, and I know that uh, Vic and Paul can talk about this more, but integration with our existing, um, you know, know, uh, health record or, you know, whatever EMR or electronic medical record, electronic health record that we have, it will automatically alert, you know, if there is um, a need for that, and staff do not have to, you know, be constantly monitoring some separate device, and that's really uh, how the staff felt. Okay, the technology is something we can handle, and then once we discuss the clinical impact on how perhaps one of the residents they love and care for does not have to go to the hospital for an extended period, or does not need to go to a higher level of care. Uh, when staff members heard that, especially those that you know are clinically involved with some of these processes, like our nurses and other. Medical personnel. It really makes a difference knowing that we can keep our residents safe for an extended period of time. That's what we hope to do.
0: Well, let's let's pivot off of that, uh, off of Joseph's comments, uh, Vic. And if you can comment a little bit about the integration with electronic uh, medical records or EMR, if you can kind of walk us through that a little bit.
4: Sure. A lot of what we're doing is automating. A human task, and that human task is often performed inside an electronic medical record. And so, as a company, we are really uh, quite focused on being able to automate uh, what today is a normal uh, set of activities of daily living that are tracked inside the EMR, but they happen to be done by the caregiving staff. Mm -hmm. And so When we, uh, you know, this is a new area, I think, for the whole industry, which is really providing greater automation around care and caregiving. But when we talk to the various constituents that are involved in uh, documenting care, there's a strong interest in being able to take things that are unpleasant, particularly for a caregiver, and being able to um, make it more efficient and more accurate in terms of bringing that into uh, an EHR system. And so as a company, we're very committed to working with existing systems and workflows that our our partners and and other senior living uh, communities are already using. And and so the electronic health record is a very important um, place where we can uh, be able to uh, uh, play, you know, be able to uh, uh, provide this kind of information because it's used already on a daily basis by by, by staff.
0: And I think for uh, listeners who want more information about Toy Labs and this, their product, they can go uh, down, they can visit the website, toi, that's toilabs.com. And there you'll be able to find more information about uh, uh, the suite of services and products that Toy Labs uh, has available. Um, when we're looking at the aging patient, research indicates that as people age, we really don't want to go see the doctor. Uh, all sorts of issues come into play. But it seems like using this product uh, from uh, Toy Labs that we can have some kind of a predictive analysis, if you will, um, in terms of uh, potential uh, UTI or, or other issues. Uh, Gary or Rick, Joseph, or maybe Joseph, you wanna talk a little bit about that in terms of the reticence of patients not wanting to go to the doctor and how this analytical tool can um, actually be a, of great assistance in that regard.
2: Yeah, in the senior and older adults, there is this idea that only in catastrophic instances do they need to go to the doctor. and There's this real you know, idea of self-reliance um, being able to take care of oneself, and it, and it stems from a lot of their um, experience as they were as they were growing up, and you know the the um, life events that they endured through and they prospered through. And so, when faced with a decision like you know something's going on, but it doesn't really, it's not really putting me in an emergent situation. I don't think I have to report on it. I'm fine. And in the case of what um, the Trulu measures, these are very subtle um, symptoms where, you know, it could just be, you know, a small color change. It could be, you know, potentially, you know, maybe more frequency, but it's difficult to notice that or less frequency. Once again, you know, constipation, diarrhea, things like that, that, you know, they've probably dealt with before with no major consequences. Mm -hmm. But now that there are other things that are going on, there is a um, hope that if there is a change in their bowel habits, we can document that and hopefully report in. But that is not something that they're very used to or they're comfortable with. Especially, you know, it's it's not something that you go out and, you know, you go to the dining room and talk about it with your friends, right? It's not right. something that's easily brought up in conversation. <laughs> yeah, but right. so allowing for this kind of silent monitoring does make it something that is that can be monitored in, in a way that, you know, allows them to feel more comfortable with, hey, this is just like you know checking my blood pressure every so often or you know checking my pulse it's another vital sign that we can use to help inform the, our healthcare decisions and it does allow a lot of the decision making and power to stay with the residents this isn't something that forces you to do anything this is hey this is information that you can do with as you'd like
5: mm-hmm.
2: and all of those kind of rolled in you know the the ease of use the you know no invasion of privacy it allows us to allows residents to have a control, more information in their healthcare decisions, all of that makes it easier for both older adults and I'm sure others to um, adopt the technology.
0: Mm -hmm. I like, and I really want to underscore what you just said, silent monitoring. You know, it's there, uh, but but if you look at um, uh, uh, urinary tract infections, they can lead to falls, they can lead to sepsis, um, you know, dementia, so if left untreated. So it seems like you're flattening the trauma. Of going to the hospital with this problem. So that
2: yeah, that, that's a very good point. The idea of unnecessary hospitalizations is something that is very—it's uh, a powerful concern in, in healthcare, and it's why a lot of um, uh, healthcare has gone to community health or public health or preventative care, because you know, staving off a visit to the hospital, especially in the you know older population it does usually mean, you know, a better quality of life, you know, for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. And doing that in a way that, you know, allows for the proper early intervention in a timely fashion is key. And, you know, the symptoms of UTI can be very subtle. Same thing for dehydration, where some of the, some of the personality changes or behavioral changes or cognitive issues it might present as something else where you're like, oh, you know, this is, you know, it, you know to use a very old and outdated term that I, I'm not going to use again, but, you know, this resident is going senile and I, I really hate that term, but it's something that, you know, the, the confusion or, you know, delirium that's caused by UTI is easily treatable. Mm-hmm. But if it's not diagnosed, if that's not seen and it goes on for a protracted period of time either the interventions are incorrect and you're doing things to treat dementia, which doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. or it goes on for an extended period of time and there's actual, you know, damage to the brain or other, you know, parts of the body. And then you develop the consequences of this delayed treatment. Mm -hmm. So identifying something early, getting the right diagnosis and getting the right intervention and having the ability and the technology to do that is really a step toward where the future of healthcare is going.
1: Mm-hmm. even the dehydration issue, as Joseph mentioned, is a big issue in our senior
0: population. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think the, uh, the other question is gonna, that's going to be raised is the cost. And before we talk about the cost on the operational side, um, Vic, on your side, you are trying to make a product which is affordable and not necessarily uh, something which will break the budget.
4: That's right. We're, we're not we're not trying to make a ten thousand dollar replacement toilet here. We're trying to make something that is very cost effective and that uh, can be used uh, by anyone in their home. And so we've designed the product really to be accessible to uh, a mass audience, and uh, we're not using incredibly expensive. Uh, components in the uh, seat itself that would make it uh, prohibitive uh, to be able to be
0: used. I think that's important to note that it uh, basically affixes to any toilet seat in a matter of minutes while connecting to the home Wi-Fi. Sounds very simple. And I gather, Paul, that was important as part of the uh, engineering process as well. Yes, yeah,
6: certainly. Uh, we're you know we're using a platform technology that allows us to accommodate you know, all toilets that we've encountered to date, um, with, the with system and also, uh, the constant connectivity and now with, you know, the expansion of offering connectivity in, in this, uh, in this environment and for the residents allows us to have, uh, you know really 24/7 monitoring of the device and the connectivity and the activity that is recorded in the bathroom and around the toilet.
0: Mhm. And then then from that we'll segue over to Masonic Homes. Uh Gary, let's talk a little bit about the financial impact or the the uh, upfront investment that your facility, your residential facility and clinical care have to make
1: uh yeah and and, you know and we were in a beta test so we really didn't have to put up the uh, financial resources to be able to do the install and i think you know one certainly has to look at the uh cost benefits but i think after after doing the uh the pilot study i think we realized you know the the uh impact financially on us in terms of the savings right if you think about just one fall uh, and the the cost of that one fall, or the cost of the 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 resulting, you know, the um, UTI, right, and and the resulting issues from that. So I think you have to weigh that, uh, and that certainly becomes part of that um, the risk, benefit, and reward. So, yeah, uh, we haven't gotten to the point where we've uh, we've. Done that analysis of what the cost, the actual cost of the install would be for us, Uh, but we certainly know what the benefit is.
0: Mm -hmm. Without revealing uh, proprietary information, uh, Paul or or uh, Vic, um, I gather it will be affordable at an institutional level since you've already made great gain. uh, You've already put a lot of thought to making it affordable for the residential market.
4: Compared to other technologies that today are being sold. To senior living operators, uh, the TruLu is uh, is more affordable than 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 most of them, and 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 we plan to keep it that way. We we want this really to have mass adoption, and and we do see the value of this in being able to take this kind of dumb piece of plastic today, which everyone sits on uh, as a toilet seat, and replace it with something that gives them benefit back.
0: That's excellent. As we go to our close, I have a few more questions And for our listeners. uh, You're listening to Innovations for Aging Well, presented by Thrive Center Kentucky and awg55.com. This monthly podcast is powered by CDW, a provider of technology, products, and services for healthcare, business, government, and education. This series highlights thought leaders and innovators in long-term care. In today's episode, we have, uh, we have Vic Keshap and Paul Christman from Toy Labs, um, and we also have uh, Gary Charlin and Dr. Joseph Pritchard from Masonic Homes of California t- discussing the uh, implementation, application of Toy Labs product into the residential and clinical environment. Um, Gary, and maybe Dr. Joseph as well, I gather there's been some uh, kind of survey of residents receptivity um, in terms of how this product has been received or is purviewed. Can you share that with us?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, our residents were very satisfied uh, with the pilot study. We didn't have any residents who didn't uh how should i say who who, who didn't like the product who d- didn't feel that there was uh usefulness to the product so yeah it it surveyed really well
0: mm-hmm. i think like a 90 90 uh, response rate which is very, which is incredible in terms of our survey
1: yeah no it was a great survey
0: mm-hmm. so, we
1: didn't have uh any resident resistance
0: so it was really good one of the things that we've kind of tapped uh, around, um, and I'm gonna let Sherry kind of weigh in in a minute on this as well after, I hear, after we hear from uh, Vic and from Paul is uh, the, the constant data crunching. Um, you guys have indicated that at conferences everywhere else, there's plenty of data, but at the end of the day, you know, how is it practical and actionable? So where are you gentlemen going with regard to practical and actionable data as it relates to your product in the aging care sector?
4: everyone is swimming in data and our product is not about providing data. It's about providing actionable insights. And we are very much committed to that and recognize having worked with in in this industry now, uh, for quite, for quite some time that it's incredibly important to be able to not just provide data, but to, to, uh, to understand that at at the community level, people's time is incredibly valuable. And and so for us, what we've done as an organization is we've really uh, developed an internal clinical capability. So we actually have nurses and doctors who are employed at Toy Labs who before we provide any type of recommendation or 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 actually we do not provide recommendations, but rather notifications we we make sure that those are reviewed. And, and so uh, that's something that is very important because what we do not want to do is to have false positives. We do not want to have to bother the care staff uh, about something which really is not actionable. I think this is part of the reason why perhaps, and this is what we've heard working with a number of operators, a lot of technology in this industry hasn't really been adopted it really has to fit into the workflow and and so we've made it a real priority not just provide data and we have a tremendous amount of data but rather to provide insight
0: Mm -hmm. anything to add to that uh anybody in terms of um, adding insight and value
3: You know, Dale, I I will say this, and and I think uh, Gary hit the nail on the head. Why is this important? When we look at uh, solving challenges and scaling solutions, we use that uh, phrase a lot because when Gary talks about taking, uh, it's quality of care. So we're always seeking innovative solutions. And what does quality of care do? It leads to quality of life. And there has to be someone who steps forward, like a Masonic Holmes, and and says, I will pilot this because we want to prove the efficacy. Where do the toy labs go in the industry to really launch that product into the market and get good feedback uh, and the efficacy behind it? And so that's why we like the partnership of what our Thrive Alliance members do in working with the toy labs. They uh, take their residents, they get to give good feedback, the staff gives good feedback, and it's now integrated into their care and their workflow, and it's bringing quality of life, and that's really our mission. Mm
0: -hmm. Sherry, let's ping off of that, uh, off of your... your your idea of having this, organi- uh, what did you call it a moment ago? I'm sorry, the uh, Alliance, excuse me, uh, eluding me for a moment. Talk to us a little bit about the Thrive Alliance and the importance of Masonic Homes, uh, Toy Labs, and your other partners.
3: So the Thrive Alliance um, are really, they're members here at the Thrive Center where we may be a physical bricks and mortar innovation center. What's currently in the center is commercially available products. Toy Labs was not here. They're not here today. They came out of a pilot in uh, Masonic Homes. And so now that we can say, hey, we have feedback on this, Uh, it's been proven, it has scientific evidence and efficacy behind it, the residents accepted it, the staff uh, liked it, it was integrated through their workflow. That's how products really launch into the market. And that's what we're really about. So it takes the Masonic Homes and our Thrive Alliance members who are thought leaders in this industry, and they're from the east to the west, the north to the south of the U.S. to say, I want to pilot here. Masonic Homes, uh, they've been excellent in always volunteering. uh, And we know it's not easy. It's hard for them because it puts a lot of stress on their staff. You know, we all look at uh, it's change. We don't like change, but they are always willing to uh, step up and uh, pilot new innovations. And so from this pilot, Toy Labs now has an opportunity to get into the market and they'll say, if Gary tested it, Masonic and Dr. Pritchard and they liked it, then it's got to be good for us too.
0: mm mm-hmm. How does this product impact probiotic health in general, Vic, as we go to our conclusion? Um, your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this, this
4: is a topic that uh, is near and dear to my heart. I I think that it uh, one of our gastroenterologists likes to say that health, human health begins in the gut. And as you pointed out, Dale, there's a tremendous industry that's been developing around probiotics and potentially how it can affect someone's digestive health. And uh, I think that this, uh, I think the Trulu is uh, a very interesting product. And I'll I'll give you a personal example of this. You know, I I use the Trulu to help manage and determine what's the best kind of diet for myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned, for example, that a particular type of yogurt is very good for my digestive tract by using the Trulu. Mm-hmm. And I think that technologies like ours and 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 others that are being developed by other innovators are really going to begin to uh, develop insights as to what um, what we're doing in our day to day lives are 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 affecting our bodies. And I think probiotics is a is a is a is a key example because one probiotic or one type of food or fermented food may work for somebody. It might not work for somebody else. And today there's no way to measure the effectiveness of these probiotics. And, and Trulu uh, allows you to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this has uh, been a, a very um, engaging interview and I trust uh, everybody's enjoyed it as much as I have. And Vic, reading your background and you know, different patents that you've uh, and the contributions you've made to science with this product, uh, specifically Trulu and Toy Labs, reminds me of the old adage that you can't build a better mousetrap. But you've prevailed, countervailed to that, in taking something very primitive, what we used to call a privy, an outhouse, or bathroom, a water closet, and you simply have um, added a new technology to make a better mousetrap, in this case, to make a better toilet. Well done.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Dale. There hasn't been much innovation in this space for many years, and uh, we think the world will be a better place with the Trula.
0: Sherry, any final thoughts as we uh, go to our close and bid everyone adieu? No,
3: and I'm thankful uh, to Masonic and to Toy Labs, um, you know, as a caregiver myself, to uh, my mother who's uh, now passed away, I understand how important uh, innovations like these are. Uh, And if you can get ahead, and we always talk about preventative medicine, if you can come up with innovation that can detect that there's a changing condition for that older adult before it impacts a fall or it impacts a hospital stay, uh, we are all better for it. And so we are thankful to uh, our Thrive Alliance members who raise their hands and say, I'll pilot this. So thank you, Gary, Dr. Pritchard, and, uh, and for Toy Labs, uh, taking a, a personal passion that, as you heard Vic say, and then turning it into a product that will impact lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Very well, very well said. Well, uh, Joseph, uh, Dr. Joseph, uh, Pritchard, uh, Gary Charlin, uh, Vic and Paul, thank you everyone for your time today. We really appreciate it. And I certainly hope you enjoy the rest of your day. in what I assume to be is a sunny California. Is that fair to say? It is. Sunny That's Cal- fair. <laughs> Well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, and again, you've been listening to Innovations for Aging Well. Uh, our guests for today was uh, Vic Kashev and C- Paul Chrisman from uh, Toy Labs. That's T-O-I-L-A-B-S. And it can be more information can be found at uh, toylabs.com. And we also heard from uh, CEO Gary Charlin and Dr. Joseph Pritchard, Chief Clinical Officer also with uh, Masonic Homes. in uh, in California. And the final guest we had on today is uh, Sherry Rose. Sherry is the CEO, executive director of Thrive Center, a nonprofit innovation center focused on wellness and aging. We certainly hope that you will again tune in to a future broadcast of of, uh, Innovations for Aging, powered by CDW, a provider of technology products and services for healthcare, business, government, and education. This series continues to highlight thought leaders and innovators in long-term care. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Until next time, I'm your host, Dale Jossey.